Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of That's Entertaining. Joining me again this week for a quick episode. This might be the quickest in our history. In fact, it will be the quickest in our history is Mr. Alex DeWahey. Alex, welcome back. Thanks, Nathan. No time. Let's go. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, what you been up to? Uh, well, I you'll be happy to know that I rented a copy of The Witcher. I thought you said been playing Destiny. <laughs> uh, no, no. I said you'll be happy to know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I rented a copy of The Witcher, I got it installed on my machine, and I'm looking forward to five hours from now getting off work and going and binge playing the crap out of it, hopefully, if I like it. Excellent. So, um, other than that, I've just been playing Destiny, really. I mean... That's what I figured. It's, it's a great game. I'm just, you gotta play it. Did you see the uh, tweet that was mentioned uh, your way for joining up for some threesome action? Yes, absolutely. Um, for PvP trials this weekend, that will be uh, something that I'll probably be messaging him about um, and, and getting with him, because we need a third desperately. Excellent. What about anything else? Is that it? Destiny? That's it. Just okay. Destiny on the brain. Yep. Destiny on the brain. All right. For me, I've been traveling. I haven't had much time to really be doing much entertaining stuff. But when you're traveling, sometimes you're on an airplane or you're at an airport, and you get to sit down and watch something because you have nothing else to do. So I watched Nonstop on the plane, which is a very appropriate Liam Neeson movie where he takes over a plane. <laughs> uh, very funny to watch on a plane, and you get some weird looks from people as they walk by, so whatever. But that's when, you, that's when you unplug the volume from your headphones and you turn it up so you hear all the people scream while the airplane's <laughs> crashing. Yeah, the little, this is our captain speaking. <laughs> uh, and then I also got caught up as far as I could. I think I'm only two issues behind on one of the Star Wars comics now. But I am caught up on that, so when I get back onto the Holocron Council, I can speak definitively on the subject. And I have been playing Massive Chalice. I started playing that last night. That free one for gold, right? Yeah, free for gold. I started playing it last night. It's a double fine game. Interesting concept. Took a little bit to understand what was going on, but I think I like it, so I think I'll go back and get into it again. Basically, you have this map. You're trying to get in keeps and make heroes, and you have all this stuff happening, and it's cool. Give it a shot. It's free. Can't Can't complain, right? Come on now. Have you played the pool game? No. <laughs> did you download it at least? I did, yeah. I, I got the copy it's to download bad. it. That's what you said, but it's like, you know what, though? It's still pool, and I'm not really into pool, even if it's digital pool. Just like digital bowling. I, I don't care. It's bowling. But hey, if you really want to play pool, it's it's free. And you said it is PvP? <laughs> I, it is PvP. <laughs> okay, perfect. Hey, it's also got PvE elements as well, so, I mean, uh, you never know. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> All right. So, uh, no topics this week except for our topic that we're going to be discussing with Jurassic Park 3. So, Alex, without further ado, let's get into our entertaining thoughts for this week. You know, like, like I was saying last week, Jurassic Park 3 was one of the movies that I actually had a copy of. And, it, you know, I've had it for a long time. I've always been able to watch it as needed. So out of the three Jurassic Park trilogy movies, I've seen three the most out of any other movie. And when I watch it, I'm like, you know, yeah, this is a good movie. But after going back and watching the original Jurassic Park and then The Lost World after so many years, I actually find it being my least favorite movie of the three. And I, I think that's just a testament to uh, the story. The, the plot of the movie, it just, I don't know, it was kind of lacking to what I thought, what, what I was hoping. Like we talked about last week, maybe, you know, continue, continuing on where it was, you know, in the city or something like that. But this story was very disconnected, kind of. It was just, okay, let's just 
go back to the island again just on a new storyline or whatever and mm-hmm. no relationship to you know the mainland or the first couple two they were there were subtle hints you know about uh, the connection between the first Jurassic Park and the Lost World but outside of that it was pretty much just much like a standalone let's just watch the dinosaurs kill people on this island again right and um, then there was that new dinosaur that was unique to this movie the one with the fin and yeah that. that's the uh that's the movie exclusive one right there one of the pterodactyls too so you had you had both of those because like i said the, the pterodactyls last were in the first one though they were flying by the chopper at the end of the movie right those weren't pterodactyls those they were pelicans at the end pelicans at the end of that Are movie you positive i'm pretty sure okay because oh, i remember looking you. i remember looking closely i was like because i thought it was at beginning too like when, when i went back to watch it I knew there were birds flying at the end, and I thought that they were mm-hmm. pterodactyls, but I looked closer, and I thought that they were pelicans. I'll, I believe you. I just saw things that were flying. I just assumed yeah. pterodactyls. So, but yeah, you got pterodactyls at the end of this one that are flying to who knows where. But honestly, it can't. they can't really go anywhere, right? Because they they have to eat, and they probably can't get saltwater stuff because they're well, you know, well, we, we talked about this. You remember I asked, I said... Now that they're, you know, we know that they're flying dinosaurs, what's stopping them from flying to another island or the one that's inhabited and start, you know, picking on people that are walking around? And you seem to think that they're, they didn't have enough uh, power to fly that The distance. wingspan? Yeah, the wingspan. Uh, well, wingspan is like the length of the wings, right? Yeah, because the, the longer the wingspan, the longer you can fly. Okay, so they're pretty big, right? The little birds fly south for winter, so... <laughs> right? They could make it 60, 70 miles to well, Costa Rica. Well, south as opposed to flying over an ocean. There's no food, nothing like that. But when they talk about the island, though, they say that it's only 60, 70-something miles off the coast of Costa Rica. I think yeah. they could make it. They might be able to. Okay, Jurassic Park 4, after the world, is pterodactyls invade Costa Rica. <laughs> Dive bombing the Costa Ricans. <laughs> so... We were talking about, you know, the, the the loose ties to the first two movies, right? Mm-hmm. Or, yeah, the first two movies. So, obviously, Jurassic Park is the is the bed for all this. This is where the dinosaurs were created from and how you got that. Right. The only tie that was really to the Lost World, I think, that I found, other than that it's the same island they went to, mm-hmm. they went to Site B, um, was that during Dr. Grant's little seminar, he was yep. like, no questions about Jurassic Park or what happened in San Diego. So that was kind of your other tie. It may have there may have been another tie, honestly, when they were going to one of the buildings to look for the kid, uh, and they saw a uh, a jeep. I think there may have been a tie between that little set and what happened there in the second movie too. When they got off and flew away in the helicopters with Vince Vaughn. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. With Vince Vaughn. <laughs> we had to bring him up, didn't with we? Vin, uh, he's the best. <laughs> no. Come on, he's in all these different movies, right? He's got to be a good actor. Uh-huh. So, uh huh. Just, so, just some, some box office numbers for you, real quick. I kind of found this a little interesting. So, the first Jurassic Park. We're talking domestic. Okay. First Jurassic Park made four hundred and two million domestically, with uh, a budget of I think it was seventy million. So it made that pretty good. The Lost World. Two hundred and twenty nine million. So a bit of a drop off there for sure, right? Mm-hmm. But I mean, you had. Four years between the two. And then in 2001, when this released, 181 million. So you saw that that steady decline. However, each movie did make their money back. So they were probably successful, just not as successful as the first. Which the first one really captured everybody's imaginations, right? It was, you really wanted to go see this movie to go check things out. Whereas each thing kind of stair steps down from this. 
Also, that's probably my ranking for these movies. Jurassic Park being the first, Lost World, yep. then this one. So, this movie has actually an interesting cast, and I didn't realize it until I went back and watched it for, for this discussion, was that Billy, from the first movie and the second movie, was in this movie. He was that main character that took the eggs. Mm-hmm. So, the kid from the first one is actually still kind of hanging around and doing right. stuff. So I thought that was kind of cool. And you got to see that brief little uh, scene with uh, the paleontologist doctor. What was her name? Ellie? It's Laura Ellie? Dern, yep. Yeah. Yep. So with you got to see her, and I thought it was kind of interesting that they didn't end up being together, probably because of the kids thing, and he didn't really. But I figured during the course of Jurassic Park, he probably was like, I'm ready to have kids now or something like that. But maybe not. Maybe he's like, dinosaurs could eat the kids. I'm never going to have kids. Wasn't he opposed to kids, though? Yeah. That's, he hated kids yeah, at the beginning. At the beginning, the and then he started yeah. taking care of them mm-hmm. and everything through it. So, Always always interesting to kind of look at the, the subtle story details throughout yeah. of it. So with the Lost World kind of failing, as you could say, probably that last half when it was in the city, then it took him four years to get to this movie, which isn't that bad. It was four years between the first two as well. But Steven Spielberg, A, didn't direct this movie. He was directed by Joe Johnston, who directed uh, Captain America. And he also actually helped out with a lot of the designing work on Boba Fett. So Pretty impressive. Yeah, so that was uh, the director of this one. And it really wasn't a bad directing job. Mm-hmm. Directing was fine. Story was lacking. Very much. Horribly. In this movie. So when you look at what happens in even Jurassic World, there was a complete story there. And then there was some extra stuff that didn't need to happen. In this one, you had people... It started out, these people were parasailing next to the island anyway, which was restricted. Which, A... Alright. I know it's international airspace. No, I know. You know, international waters or whatever. But the U.S. government probably would be patrolling that because Costa Rica is like a a close ally or something of the U.S. I don't remember what it is. So I'm sure the U.S. government would be patrolling that and nobody could get close to it. Right? Oh, yeah. I mean, especially after now everybody knows about what happened and because of San Diego in the previous movie, right? Mm-hmm. They tied that in so we know that that's part of the, the canon. But it's like, yeah, the, it just it doesn't even matter that it's Costa Rica and they're part of the United States. We know that there are dinosaurs on this uh-huh. island. I think everybody and their mother would be keeping an eye on this place, but no, some couple random, uh, you know, a guy and his his stepson, mm-hmm. or boyfriend's daughter, possibly stepson, something like that. Possibly, yeah, yeah something like that. He, they're just able to go mm-hmm. and parachute around the island that close. Yeah, there, there's a business. A dude has parasail with dino sail or dinosaur or whatever it is on his parachutes. How? I, how? I don't think that would ever happen in a million years, not, not even after four years, um, you know. And I don't know if there's if they're if they're actually monitoring the island. One, they'd have people out there, and two, they would know whether or not the dinosaurs were actually active, on and they would be able to see. Yeah, and the other other thing I have, okay, so when they're parasailing in this part, right? It goes into this mist or whatever, and then they're dead. What what dinosaur killed them? And why would the ship be in perfect tact? What? Yeah, that didn't make any sense. And then why were they freaking out about crashing? Because they were in the air. They weren't right. going to be affected by the crash. Well, I think it's when they crash. Right? And when did they the guy just... figure out how they could drive a, a parachute? 
Oh my gosh, yeah, so many, so many different uh, discrepancies there. They could have made it much, much better in, in a way that made more sense to the predicament that they were in, because they shouldn't have been there. He, he, he um, they shouldn't have been worried about crashing at least for a while, right? I mean, when the boat crashes, they lose their the wind underneath their sail, and then they'll go down in the water. Mm-hmm. I get that. That's fine. All right? But then he pulls out this pro parasailing right. technique, and he's like, don't <laughs> he's like, worry. Oh, I got this. Don't worry. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah it, they could have done a much better job of that. And, and like you said with the dinosaur, I mean, they were a few, you know, they were close to the island, but they were still pretty much in the water, mm-hmm. right? So what dinosaur swam out in the water in the mist that they weren't able to see and picked the people off the boat yeah. and, you know, splattered a little blood for evidence <laughs> and then the boat just kept going. Yeah, I... Because, yeah. I mean, any dinosaur, like if it was that big dinosaur, you know, that we'll see later with the fin, yeah, it would take the boat down. Oh. It wouldn't just like, oh, I'm going to take you. I'm going to take you. <laughs> oh, yeah, and, and a little bit of mist isn't going to make you miss that dinosaur being there. Right. It's huge. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that was just that part. And then you get into William H. Macy's character, you know, which I like William H. Macy as an actor. Me too. His character, I mean, he probably acted his character perfectly to what he was given, but, man, his character is so silly and doofy in this movie. Yeah. Um, I, again, I'm not, I'm not a huge fan of the characters that they introduced in this movie outside of, you know, Dr. Grant and, and, and Billy and, you know, I don't even know if you can count Laura Dern or Ellie or whatever her name was because she was only in it for a few minutes and then she came and saved the day at the end mm-hmm. or whatever. But yeah, I mean, and I think another thing that really bothered me was at the beginning, you know, Doctor Grant's at that university making very compelling speech, and the the girl asks him, she says, "Would you ever go back to the island?" And he said, mm-hmm. "No force uh-huh. on heaven and earth could get me back on this island." Except a buttload of money. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Except a buttload of money that I never have actually seen or has been paid to me. I'll voluntarily get on a plane. The check doesn't even clear, or maybe he doesn't even get it. He just goes on the hope that this guy's A, going to survive. Yeah. But, I mean, understandably, he was lied to about they weren't supposed to land on the island, according to him. He's going to do a flyby and just give him, like, a little tour but yeah. Right. But you know what though? Flying by, you're still there. You're mm-hmm. still around the island. You're still close enough where if something happens, you're going to be in the same situation again. But you don't even check to see that the check clears. You don't even say if that's how you feel so strongly against it, no force on heaven and earth could get me on that island, then that bank account better be up to whatever you said you're going to pay me. Mm-hmm. And and then, you know, then we can talk about it. Bank account's up there. You go out for a night before you go on this island adventure again. And then, yeah. yeah. I, I would have preferred if he made his stand and he said no, but they needed him anyway. So they knocked him out on land. And then when he woke up, they were there. And there was nothing he could do about it. Mm-hmm. But no, he went on the plane. They got there. They knocked him out when he found out that they were going to land. And then he wakes up. Well, it's your own fault at that point. So, I don't know. Dr. Grant lost a little credibility with me there. Yeah. And why did they only have one satellite phone, too? Why is it, Why does this guy even have a satellite phone? He's a tile and granite guy, right? Is that what it was? Mm-hmm. The plus means bathroom or something like that? Yep. I don't know. Why does he have a satellite phone? I know contractors. They don't have satellite phones. Yep. Mm-hmm. But it's like you said, why? They seem like they were very lacking in the equipment, it's like, you're not going camping. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You're there to find someone. You're there to do a job. Now, if they can only afford that many people, fine. But I would rather have less people and the amount, you know, the, the type of equipment that I need. I'd be fully loaded with the equipment that I need with less people. 
less people, you know, more people make more noise, not having equipment, you're basically stranded out there, which is what happened. I mean, I don't know if they thought they were going to fly by and, and Billy or what whatever the kid's name was. Have right? like a signal flare Yeah, for and he was going to be waving Oh, and by something. the way, when he comes in, he's like in a ghillie suit, homemade ghillie suit. <laughs> <laughs> Where is he? And, hey, why is he throwing all three of his grenades at him? One should have done the trick, right? Yeah, if it takes him that long to get the, uh, the T-Rex uh, pee, right? Yeah. Stuff like that. If he takes him that that long and hard to get the materials, he just burned all, all of his uh, artillery there. But uh, I, I actually do have an answer for you about how he was able to, you know, survive. It's the guy that, you know, was directing the pair that he taught him everything that he needed to know. In that little bit? In that little because bit. Because he's dead as soon as he's the ground. Well, he, he landed in a tree, right? So he could have been there for a few days before he died or, like, you know, some kind of dinosaurs picked his bones while he was in the tree. But that's how the kids survived. Uh-huh. I mean, it was, you know, I think the, the what they were actually going for in the movie is that because he read all these books about dinosaurs and what Alan Grant, you know, wrote pre and post Jurassic Park, he had all this knowledge. <laughs> and you know, a lot of his knowledge that he pulled was pre Jurassic Park, which would have been before you know Dr. Grant ever was on the island. So I don't know if his his uh, logic would have applied because it would have been theoretical at that point. Yeah, but. He well, he, he did read read two books by Dr. Grant, one before and one after. Right. And then he read Malcolm's book, too, which I guess was just too much chaos. <laughs> but, yeah. So, I mean, all right, let's get to some positive aspects of this film, because there are some. Okay. Kind of. So, the... Dir- the, the title, obviously, is... The Jurassic the Park title. <laughs> Done. Three. There you go. With the claws. That's right. Brilliant design. Um, but you look at the that big dinosaur that was introduced for this movie. I'm pretty sure it's a fake dinosaur. I can't remember what they call it. I think they call it Allosaurus or something like that. But the fight between that and the T-Rex was pretty cool. Yes, I would agree. So whenever that dinosaur was fighting the other ones, it was neat. There were some, there were like three or four T-Rexes that we saw, I think, in this one. One died, then there was another one later on, and then I think another one, uh, when they were like in the poop trying to get the... uh, yeah, I told you last week that you would hear that it would be in your head forever. Yeah, I, I may insert that into this podcast just so everybody can make sure they hear what we're talking about, but maybe not, who knows. It's It sticks in your head, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. It, okay, that. Let's talk about that, okay? If you are, a, all right, your phone is eaten by a dinosaur. You're not going to hear that phone... No matter how loud it is, if it's inside of a dinosaur's gut, being muffled with everything else, it's probably not even getting a signal, honestly. I mean, it's not going to get a signal past those scales. The, the best satellite phone in the world. That's why they only brought one. Evidently, yeah. That's <laughs> you only afford the one. But so, A, you're not going to hear the Allosaurus or whatever it was coming for you because they were hearing it from like, you know, 500 some feet away. Not going to happen. But that's now, how annoying the ringtone was. <laughs> Now, you could justify it when it was in, like, the dino droppings that you could hear it then. Sure. But then, so they had the sound effect where they're pulling it out, and then it gets louder when you take it out of it. I was like, all right, you guys, you just, seriously, this is not how this works. This works for maybe 12-year-old kids going to see the movie trying to think that, oh, this could work, but it's, it, it wouldn't. Do you think all these discrepancies was because Steven Spielberg wasn't on the set going, guys, come on, let's think about this. This is stupid. Let's see, what year was this? Which was 2001? 2001. 
Yeah, so he probably was not on the set because of probably at this point it's either Minority Report or Artificial Intelligence. I was I was hoping it's not like the Crystal Skull Indiana Jones movie, but yeah. So I, I don't know. He had to have read the plot that they were thinking about well, doing yeah. for this, and he was yeah. like, "This is dumb." I, I don't, you know. This is going to be a forgettable movie. I can't put my name on this, and that's exactly what it was. <sighs> Unfortunately, yeah, that's exactly what it was. So. With with this movie, you also have the the scenes that I remember, like with the pterodactyls. I remember that, and Billy obviously, like the dude in the first scene, is also an extreme sports kind of guy who can do base jumping and doesn't even think twice about jumping into some pterodactyls. I don't know. Now, was... is this a case of like people being thrown to an into extraordinary situations, and they just they dig deep and they pull out? Whatever they need to do to survive, like they're they're more capable than they think of, until they're actually put to the test. Is that what we're chalking this up to? Sure. Cause like, let's be real, right? We're gonna we're gonna cut him a break. He knows how to. If, if you're on a parasail at the beginning, right, and you're you're Ben, I think his name was. He, we know that we gotta disconnect mm-hmm. to get loose, right? And I think I could figure out pretty quickly if I pull on the right, you know, it goes this way. If I pull on the left, it goes this way. And he did end up in a tree and died. So he wasn't he wasn't pro. I don't know. Yeah, I'm trying for you, Jurassic Three. Uh, so let's let's talk about the pterodactyls for a second. Okay. They were pretty cool, I think. Yeah, very cool. They looked a lot freakier. Yeah. Know, up close. In, yeah. In their face, than I thought. Pretty effective as far as like. You saw the baby pterodactyls, and you saw them taking the food and everything to the other ones. They were actually pretty... Like, if you were to watch this in the movie, and you're 13 or whatever, they could be pretty terrifying. Mm-hmm. So... Especially because they're eating the little boy. Yeah. Or trying to. Trying yeah. to. Or, and they, they... Maybe they killed Billy. You didn't know. And their parents look over and say, that's going to be you unless you uh, start behaving. There you yeah. go. <laughs> be quiet, or else you're going to be the pterodactyl. So, yeah, so... Pterodactyls were cool. Yeah. Allosaurus was okay. And the fact that Dr. Grant used his phone call to call Ellie, the kid answered the phone and watched Barney instead of told his mom Dr. Grant called. And the, that she got, she star 6 9 the phone, the satellite phone, to get that back. And <laughs> that she knew where he was what to do, and then the army just listens. Who is she? How did she get those resources to just send the Navy and the army and tanks? Mm-hmm. Tanks. Would they, let's think about this. One, would that ever happen? No. Even if she had the power, would they send that many people? Only if you were like some sort of senator or VIP. If Kanye West, yeah. They'd probably send the military after Kanye. But only Unfortunately. because he pays them. Unfortunately, they would, yes. Or someone like that. I mean, you have to be a, a person of prominence to get that recognition, and Grant's not that. And neither is the tile guy. So maybe it was she got a, she got a, you know, she gave a call to somebody that has that importance, right? And then he called and he says, how are these people on the island? We should have been watching it. And then the army's like, oh, we got to get back and like do our job because they weren't watching the island. That's what I think. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> it's just, I mean, it's, it's a re- movie, right? They got to make it off. They got to yeah. have 
So I watched this on an airplane, and I don't think it would have been better have I had I watched it at home or anything, but it's definitely the weakest of the movies. I can understand why... It's based on the story, right? Was it based on the story? Which is why you think it's the worst? I think so. It, I didn't think it was based on a book at all. No, no, I'm saying the plot of the movie. Oh, you're, yeah. You're, you're ranking it three out of three because it had the weakest story. Weakest story. The, I mean, the visuals weren't bad. They right. still looked good. I mean, they got to get better with time, right? Yeah, because now, now it's definitely a lot more CG in this movie than there was in either the original, previous two. definitely, but yeah. Yeah. So you look at that, it's the, it's the plot and the story and the character development and reasons. And just the fact that I think that this movie was just made to be a 90-minute movie. I mean, it's exactly like pretty much an hour-and-a-half-long movie, if you look at it. It's pretty short. So the first movie was a little over two hours. The second movie was like 2.20. And then it's like a 90-minute movie. I don't know. Yeah, I get the feeling that they weren't making this third movie to build on the six, uh, on the story. They weren't making it to build on the story. They were building it to make more money off of the Jurassic Park name that they had built with the first movie and, you know, the the Lost World based off the book. Jurassic Park 3, the quest for more money. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and again, Spared no expense, that's the subtitle. <laughs> and with the exception of the original Jurassic Park, after watching The Lost World and Jurassic Park 3, at the end of the movie, I'm still wanting more Velociraptor. Why are okay, they not Okay, so let's... The Velociraptor's in this movie, though. The, the raptors in this movie wanting the egg and stuff. First off, Billy's no... He's He's been around Grant. He's read all these books, right? He's his own scientist kind of person now. He knows better than to take eggs. Come on, that's just a thing. You don't take eggs from any sort of living... It's that animal. quest for more money, like what you said. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Um, so then you get the velociraptors that are communicating with each other, which they you know built that thing earlier, the little velociraptor right. resonating chamber. You're right. And so then they saw them talking in action, which they were already talking in the first one, really, to each other oh, when, yeah. when that was going on. And so it was like a big revelation when they were doing it in this one. For, for Dr. Grant, anyways, like, oh, they, they do talk. They do communicate. Mm-hmm. But he still had that same, like, oh, my God, when they were when the, the raptor chased him and they pinned it with the fence and he started calling out. And Dr. Grant looks around, he mm-hmm. turns around, he still has the same revelation, like, oh, my God, he's calling for help. Mm-hmm. They can communicate? We knew that, what, four and a half years ago or something? <laughs> Whatever it was, yeah. yeah. It, this movie just needed a lot more tightening up with the writing. Mm-hmm. I think... Take that away. It may have been an okay movie, but too bad Jeff Goldblum wasn't there. He could have uh, he could have called. He could have <laughs> could have taken his fingers and like yeah. Did did I you call the uh, the government? <laughs> I know the sat phone isn't working, but I got gotcha. you. <laughs> I got gotcha, you. Yeah. He, he'd have been on there, been like, mm, uh, mm, uh, raptor, um, egg, mm, chaos theory. <laughs> oh my gosh, it's so it's so true. It's hilarious. So let's finish up our discussion on this. I'm not going to say horrible movie, but not good movie. <laughs> it, it's not a movie that I really want to go back and watch again. Like I said, I would go watch The Lost World again and just cut oh, yeah. that 20 minutes off. This, I just have no desire to go watch it again. Like, okay, you there were like three people that died in the first 15 minutes of this movie that you don't even care about 
and their deaths meant nothing at all. They were the guys with the guns and whatever, but yeah, it was just it was just a, a, a basic action movie, just a you know monster movie. It was a basic yeah. monster movie. They just used the Jurassic Park name. Yeah, exactly. And reused some of the old characters, but I, I I don't know. I get the feeling that it was just to build off the success of the the brand that they had created, not the story. Mm-hmm. And hopefully, and the new one will build off the story. Now, yeah. Have you heard anything more about how you said that they were going to discredit the first or the second and third movies for Jurassic World? So with this upcoming Jurassic World movie, it's going to be a direct sequel of Jurassic Park. So they're going to be taking place on that same island as Jurassic Park did. So Jurassic Park is still there, I think. But The Lost World and Jurassic Park 3, they're going to pretty much not even address as actually happening at all. So, because their way out is that they took place on a different island. Mm-hmm. But then at the same time, T-Rex got to San Diego. So, I mean, that would, if they don't reference that, obviously they're definitely just cutting those two films out altogether. I mean, but this, this changes a lot of things for everybody that's uh, visiting the Jurassic World. Island right, because... because they don't they still mm-hmm. don't have any knowledge of whether or not these actually do exist. Mm-hmm. It's just, it was kind of a... This happened maybe a couple years, you know, what, 20 years ago or something like that, I think they're saying. Yeah. So it's still going to be... I, I kind of like it, personally. I would definitely just get rid of the third one. I mean, there's really... It doesn't really make a difference on the story whether or not it happened or not. No, I mean, because the only people that die are ancillary characters. I mean, you got Billy in there, who's the only real relation to Hammond. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's been in all three movies. He's the only yeah. one. So... It's, I, I'm glad that it's, it's a, a reboot, mm-hmm. in a way. That's what they need. Because that's what they need, but the, the bad taste that was left as far as a story perspective goes, obviously as far as a box office numbers, it, it made its money back, and it wasn't necessarily a flop, but it didn't make as much as either of the other two. So now doing it with Chris Pratt, I think that makes a lot of sense, because he's, everybody likes his you know, his acting right now, his his character acting. Yep. With, I mean, he was really big with Lego Movie and Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, now with Jurassic World, you add Chris Pratt and Dinosaurs, you'll be good. You have to be, right? Because this is a movie that is going to be a great popcorn movie. Yeah. Kids are going to want to go see it. And I am not sure if I like the whole Chris Pratt training Velociraptors to hunt as a pack type thing that's going to be happening, but... Um, we'll see what they do with it. Yeah. So, I mean, that'll, that'll be next week's discussion, right? And then they had to take it to a, a new extreme and genetically create a new breed. Yeah. Right? Because that, doesn't that just seem dinosaurs like the good enough? idea? Yeah. <laughs> and it's just, I don't know. We'll, we'll have to talk about that whole plot. Because I, I have my trepidation going into that movie, too. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, honestly, I, I don't think anything can get worse than Jurassic Park 3 at this point. So, be don't, looking forward to that. Don't dare them. Oh, yeah, it's true. <laughs> So, next week we'll be discussing Jurassic World. So, I'm going to go see that on Thursday evening, I believe. You may be joining me for that. I believe I will, yep. going to go see it in 3D IMAX. Oh, man. I'm excited. I'm very excited. I Once I heard that they were coming out with another Jurassic Park movie, I was just really excited. I uh, Let's hope they can build off the story and it's not just uh, another forgettable action movie like Jurassic Park 3. Mm-hmm. Yep. So... Question for you, which I think I know the answer, and for our listeners. Destiny. 
Okay, good, good answer. <laughs> and for our listeners this week, of the two sequels, The Lost World and Jurassic Park 3, which do you like better? I think I know the answer. Would you like me to restate the answer? Destiny. Destiny. <laughs> yeah, it, it's got to be The Lost World. It's um, the story. Obviously, it was based off of a, a book, so it's going to have just a better story anyway. But it's it's about consistency. You know, there are very little discrepancies compared to Jurassic Park 3. Um, when you're watching a movie and you're, you're analyzing it, especially after you've seen it once before, you really start to pick on these little things. And then mm-hmm. when it all adds up, you're kind of like, man, unless I shut my brain off and watch this movie, I did not enjoy it. Exactly. So uh, Jurassic, The Lost World was much, much better. Um, you know, I like Sam Neill more than I like Jeff Goldblum. But, um, you know, in this case, it's it's... I, I could have my brain on, try to pick out the little points in the story, the exact details that made sense, that worked, that helped the story along, and that's why it's better for me. Yeah, and in The Lost World, too, you had characters that you cared about, actually. Mm-hmm. So in this one, you really, I, they don't. I didn't care about any of them, honestly, except for Dr. Grant, because I like Dr. Grant from the first movie. Right. My, my caregiver from the first movie is the only reason why I wanted him to get off the island. Right. And Billy, I honestly didn't care about by the time, anyway, because he was being stupid and by his by dr grant's own logic he never should have been on the island anyway so if you take him off the island then it's just a bunch of randoms on the island no one cares mm-hmm. yeah so yeah i like the lost world better obviously you do too so listener what do you think which do you like better send us a tweet or an email and let us know you can tweet us at entertaining pod or send us an email at that's entertaining at gmail.com you can send us uh, or give us a review on iTunes, Stitcher, and TuneIn. We're available on all those platform services. So give us a review. Let you know. Let us know what you think. And I am on Twitter, at SithNightmare, S-I-T-H-K-N-I-G-H-T-M-A-R-E. And Destiny is on... <laughs> Destiny? That's my working Destiny. name now? <laughs> Destiny DeWayhe. Yep, that's how it's going to be. D-D. No, D-D. <laughs> I am also on Twitter, at uh, D-O-U-E-1-H-1. Because that's how I do it. He's going to change his name to Destiny DeWayhe. <laughs> Destiny DeWayhe. It's a work <laughs> in progress. So this has been a quick episode. Hopefully it wasn't too quick. Uh, this will be the quickest we've ever done. Right, right now our recording time is it's at, almost like, as if we were talking 35 about, minutes I mean it, it was quick. I mean it's almost as if we were talking about a 90 minute just you know subpar action movie that really didn't need to go in depth in discussion yeah uh no nuance you know nothing to really uh compliment or just a whole bunch of what what were you thinking moments right yep so that'll do it for us this week we thank you for listening and we hope that you have been entertained (laughs) 